This is episode 239, and today we're chatting about getting your family on board with keto, the substitutions for their favorite foods, how to make keto fun, how to take the reins and make it all happen, and so much more. If you are super interested about today's topic, I also am thinking that you're probably a mother and trying to make all things work. And I think one of the best things I've heard a mom say is the only thing that I can control is how I show up for my kids and how I show up for my family. And I really need to lead by example. So if you're finding it hard to get your footing and all this keto stuff and you're trying to loop your family into it and you're feeling really overwhelmed, the best thing you can do from my experience in working with women who are juggling the family life. And I only say women because I generally only work with women. I know that there are many other humans and men out there that um, are juggling the family life too. But if you are a woman, I created a program called Happy Keto Body. You can find out more by going to happyketobody.com. And this is a 12 week program where myself and Dr. Nina Lewis Larson take you through how to care for yourself first. And once you're educated, once you show up for yourself, you can lead by example and really be grounded in your needs and you're way better able to show up for those in your life. And if you have questions about today's content, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me. You can also catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to keto diet podcast.com. Now, once you go to keto diet podcast.com, you're going to want to scroll down a little while until you get to episode 239. This is a page with all episodes that I've ever done. So if we are live with episode 300 and something, and you're listening to this years in the future, you're going to have to scroll down a bit on that page in order to access it. Okay, our guest today is Lysia, who has a background in nutrition and has lost over 110 pounds with keto between her pregnancies. Now she helps busy women lose weight and get fit using a holistic keto approach. Lysia has some really great tips for you. I can't wait to share them with you. So without further ado, let's do this thing. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel, and you're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've put together a free 21-page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working. Did you know imbalanced hormones are generally at the core of all struggles that women face when it comes to our weight? Grab your free guide at ketoforwomen.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get started with the show. Hello there. My name is Lesha Holzaffel. I have a bachelor's in dietetics and I run a keto-based blog called Eat, Be, Fit, Explore. I'm also a mom of two little girls and I'm here today to talk to you about how to eat keto with the family. So I get this question quite often because a lot of my followers are moms with families and kids and they struggle to find that balance where they want their families to eat keto, but they don't want to force it on them and they struggle finding ways to prepare food that their family will like and all the things when it comes to switching to a newer diet and trying to get your family on board. As a little backstory of mine, before I get started, I started the ketogenic lifestyle back in 2015 after my first pregnancy. I had gained 
50 pounds and tried all the diets, all the the low calorie, low fat, all of that and working out constantly running five days a week. And I was just not having any luck with losing weight. So my friend had done keto. It was just back then it was way early. It wasn't as popular as it is now. And it was more of derived from an Atkins type of diet. So she would always be on it and lose a bunch of weight. And she would always talk to me about it and how well it worked. And I remember saying, that can't be healthy, you know, just based on my nutritional background of what I learned in college, I knew that eating fat was bad and all that cheese and that butter and the bacon and all of that. So it was always against it. But at that point, I was just so desperate to get back to my pre-pregnancy weight that I decided to give it a try. And lo and behold, I lost all my baby weight and then some. So I was like, oh, wow, this actually works. So fast forward, uh, I kind of wasn't serious about keto being a lifestyle at that point. So I went back into my old ways of eating got pregnant again, um, gained then 60 pounds. But after that, I knew that I was going to go back to keto because I knew it worked, but I wanted to approach it differently this time. I wanted to make it a lifestyle and not just a diet where I lose the weight and then I go back to my old habits. So with this way in mind, I knew I had to change the way that I adapted it to my life and to my family. So I started keto again, lost all the 60 pounds within eight months. And then I knew that this is just it. And it's not even about the weight loss because the way I felt when I was keto was the best that I've ever felt. Loads of energy. And even with having a newborn, all you moms out there that have had newborns, you know how tired you are like all the time. And now don't get me wrong, I was still tired, but compared to my first baby, how tired I was when I wasn't doing keto right after I had her. This was like completely, I felt like I had a loads of energy. It was just not even comparable running on ketones and having that energy. And I just felt so light and amazing and all my brain fog went away. So that's when I knew that this was going to become my lifestyle overall. But now the problem was, well, how do I get my family on board, which is what I'm going to be talking about today. So I want to give you seven practical steps or tips that you can take to get your family to eat keto or how to eat keto with the family. So the number one tip I'm going to start with is you want to offer everything to your family that you're eating, but you don't want to force it. So when you think about just yourself as a person, when someone forces something on you, are you more likely to do it or are you more likely not to do it because they're forcing you? Especially you think back when you're a kid. So I don't know, maybe you were a really good child, but my parents would say that I was a rebel child. I was the middle child, so it makes sense, right? (laughs) So anytime they would force me to do something is when I would not do it. So my favorite word was no. And my mom would always say like, anything I ask before I'm even done with a question, you say no. And I'm like, yeah, because you're asking and you're forcing me. You're just the way you're asking. is so, oh, I just know I don't want to. But if she would just 
say something like, oh, well, this needs to be done and whatever, da-da-da. Eventually, I would do it without her forcing me to do it. I'd do it when I wanted to on my own time, when I was ready to or when I thought, okay, I should probably do this. So that goes the same way with your kids. If you're going to force them into anything, they're probably not going to want to do it. So you have to give them the opportunity to want to choose it themselves. So I'm going to use myself as an example. I cook keto in my family. So my husband, when we met, he was mainly paleo. That was primarily his diet. And that is pretty much his diet nowadays anyway. So when we met, I was really into the whole, you know, vegetarian is best thing era. And he was like, no, paleo is the way to go. So there was a lot of butting of the heads. And now he he still holds it against me how like I used to hate on paleo, but now here I am keto. But anyway, the point is, it's pretty easy to convert him to keto. He does not have any issues with the food that I make. He enjoys everything. He thinks it's delicious. He has no issue eating keto. The problem is in my kids, I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old and they're super picky um, at that age as um, most are. So the problem is that they just want to eat carbs and sugar all day, especially in my four-year-old. So what I do is, I prepare all of my family meals keto and I will offer them everything that I make. I will put it on the plate and I will offer it to them. And if they don't want to eat it, I don't force them to eat it. I will try to convince them to at least have a bite. It's a little easier with my two-year-old because she's at the point where she'll try everything because she doesn't know any better and she loves to eat like me. So she's not as bad as the four-year-old. The four-year-old is just like, if she sees green, she's like, ah, no, yuck. I mean, she's just like instantly knows that it's healthy for you and she's just like, no way, get that thing away from me. But I don't give a, at first I was discouraged when I started doing this and I was like, well, she just doesn't like keto food and she just doesn't going to, she's never going to eat this. And then I'm like, you know what? It doesn't mean I still can't offer. So it's really a hit or miss. I mean, I've gotten her to eat Brussels sprouts before. She definitely loves steak. So I know that's a win. But the point is that I always offer. I offer continuously and, but I never force because once I start forcing, then they're going to hate it even more. And they're going to attach that keto, that healthy food with negativity. And I don't want them to think that way. So that's the first step. All right. Offer everything, but don't force it. Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. CBD oil. I'm sure you've heard of it, and maybe you've been a bit overwhelmed by the options and concerned it'll get you high. My family has been supplementing with CBD oil for the last two years, and I'm impressed with the results. And no, we don't get high on the stuff, and neither will you. So why do we use CBD oil? Well, it's a powerful anti-inflammatory, reducing joint issues, inflammatory acne, and gut distress. Eaton Hemp makes the highest possible quality CBD oil, are transparent in their production processes, and are one of the first USDA certified organic and blockchained CBD products, ensuring all you're getting in your oil is CBD, not pesticides. 
Eaton Hemp uses hemp seed oil as a carrier for the CBD, which ensures higher potency, effectiveness, terpenes, and cannabinoids, all good things. Here is your special podcast-only offer. Head over to healthfulpursuit.com slash CBD. Use the coupon code KETODIET for 20% off all Eaton Hemp CBD products. If you're unsure of the link, check out today's show notes. Number two is making keto substitutions of their favorite foods. So we're almost in 2020 here when I'm recording this podcast. And I want to tell you that everything you like is now available as a keto recipe. Honestly, just search for anything in the world and you will find a keto recipe for it. And that's where we're at. And there's good and there's bad things about that. But in general, when it comes to switching over your family to eat keto, this is amazing because now you can think about what is it that your family likes to eat. You find a keto recipe for it. You make it, you make little tweaks. And honestly, they probably won't be able to tell the difference. I've made keto sausage and gravy before and my husband like eats it all in 15 minutes. I've made zucchini muffins like cinnamon, walnut zucchini muffins and bunch of zucchini in it. My toddler did not know. My four-year-old could not tell. It was like mom win, hashtag mom win all the way. I mean, pizza, I mean, bread, mac and cheese. There's a lot of keto substitutes for pasta now where you don't even have to use cauliflower because I tried the cauliflower route and it did not work. They could tell, but the keto pasta can't tell. So there are so many ways to substitute unhealthy versions of your favorite foods to make them healthier keto versions. So that's what you do. You know, if your family likes rice, make cauliflower rice, season it well. If they like mac and cheese, make mac and cheese. They like bread, make bread. There's so many recipes out there. And I even have a lot on my blog that are great for kids because I mean, if I'm going to cook it, I don't want to have to throw it away. So I want to make food that they're actually going to eat. And this also kind of teaches them that, hey, you know, maybe eating this way isn't so bad. I know that mom eats this way and her dad eats this way, but, you know, it actually doesn't taste as bad. Like this isn't, this is pretty good. So you're kind of slowly getting them into thinking that this way of eating is not disgusting. It is not this like eating grass all day. It is not just completely changing their ways of what they like and their tastes and all of that, you can make it adapt to them by making their favorite foods keto. Number three is making keto fun. So this is about just, again, when you start keto, it's very tempting to go and completely just throw away everything from your pantry and to go, okay, everybody, we're doing, doing keto. We're changing everything. No more sugar around here. No more carbs around here. No more soda around here. And you just throw everything out. And then you expect your family to just like do everything that you do. And you don't want to do that because now you've completely changed their mindset to what 
dieting is and you're making them think like, okay, mom's on a diet. So now we can't have anything that we like. Now it's going to be all boring. Now we're going to be eating disgusting food and and it, life is just going to be miserable now. And that's not what you want because that's a very bad diet mentality than you're passing on and teaching your children. Because, you know, most of the time you'll probably find that you might be strict with keto for a few months and then you kind of fall off or you go to a party or there's a holiday and then you kind of slip back in your own ways. And you might be yo-yoing for a while until you really decide that you want it to be your lifestyle. So all you're doing is you're confusing your children. You're saying, okay, we're on a strict diet. There's, we can't have this anymore. But then a few months later, you go and buy the whole grocery store of like carbs and sugar. And now it's back. Oh no, we can have it again. Yay. It's fun again. Our lives are fun. And then again, you purge everything. And it's like, what is this really building up mentally for them? Oh, well, when mom's on a diet, it's not fun. When she's doing keto, uh, we can't eat anything we want. She's grumpy. She's miserable. This house sucks. Living here sucks. But when she's not on keto, it's all fun and we can have all their favorite foods again. And then they grow up in this culture of dieting on and off and yo-yoing and all of that, that we don't want them to grow up and learn and have this behavior. It's a really bad habit to have. So making it fun is like not making it a burden and not making it feel restricting to them. Don't make them feel bad if they want to eat carbs. All right. This is just about making small changes and having them think about, okay, what can we substitute with this? You know, you, you like cookies. Okay. What can we substitute to make this a little healthier? Can we first start off with instead of flour using almond flour? Okay. We'll leave the sugar for now. And then the next time we make the cookies, what about instead of sugar, we use sweetener and the almond flour. Okay. What else? So little by little, okay. Now we replace chocolate chips, then they're like, wait, this is actually really good. I don't really even miss the flour and the white sugar and the chocolate chips laden with sugar. So that is what you want to do. And you want to make it fun by getting them involved. So this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about meal prepping together. And I loved this idea and my kids are still too young to do this, but I do have my four-year-old help out just with little things like taking vegetables, you know, out of the fridge for me or just like little things that don't involve a knife uh, or anything that she can really mess up, you know, seasoning something. So what I do is on Sundays, I like to take a few hours and meal prep. And this is probably the key and the secret to being successful with the ketogenic lifestyle because we're all busy. We all don't have time to meal prep. It does take work because you have to make your meals from scratch because unfortunately, it's not as convenient to get keto food on the go right now. But it's still better to cook your own food and make it at home anyways. So what I would do is take Sunday a few hours on Sunday and say, all right, Sunday is our meal prep day. It's our tradition and we all have a role. Okay. So dad preps the meat, the kids prep the vegetables. Then we all put it together on the pants. So what I actually have, and I could give 
Leanne the link for this free resource is I have a free keto meal plan for busy moms. And the way it goes, it's 30 days and it's all sheet pan meals. So it's literally recipes you can make on a sheet pan, then you throw in the oven and then you're done. They take like 10 minutes to prep, 20 minutes to cook. You throw it in the oven for 20 to 30 minutes and your meal is ready. So what I do is I'll make like three or four of these on a Sunday and then I have meals for the week. So when it comes to making keto fun, how can you get your family involved in the meal planning process? Plus, when you make something yourself, you're more apt to take pride in eating it and you want to eat it. I mean, think about, you know, you want to eat your own food if you make it. You're not just going to make something and go, no, I don't even want to try this. I don't even want to eat it. I'm good. It's fine. No, you just like worked hard. You just cut everything up. You just took time out of your day to prep the food. Of course, you're going to want to try it. So this is another little like trick and a hack to, to kind of trick your kids into trying and eating this food because it's like, well, wait, you made it. You worked so hard to make it. You don't even want to try it. You know, you can like guilt trip into it. Like it works. It even works on my four-year-old. If she sees that she participated in making something, she wants, she's looking forward to trying it because she's like, Hey, I just, I just help with that. So like, I, I need to try that. So that's another tip that I would do. Make it like a family tradition to meal prep on Sundays. And it doesn't have to be Sundays. If your Sundays are busy, you can do Saturday. But take a few hours, assign, you know, one person, like you're on vegetable duty, you're on seasoning duty, you're on cutting the meat, whatever. And then you'll see how much fun it will be, A, and how more likely they are then to like eat those meals because they know they're, they participated in making them. Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. ButcherBox features 100% grass-fed and finished heritage-bred pork and organic free-range chicken. ButcherBox sends you high-quality, health-promoting meats directly to your door on dry ice and free shipping anywhere in the lower 48. ButcherBox makes committing to quality protein sources less expensive and more available to everyone. Their prices are hard to beat, and it's challenging to find a higher quality product anywhere in the USA. I've been using ButcherBox for years and love the convenience of a package showing up just when I need it, and their ground sausage is an absolute dream. ButcherBox has put together a super special deal for all listeners of the show. Order your first box and get a special gift plus an additional $20 off. Now, this special gift is so epic that I can't even mention it on the episode today. So you'll have to go to butcherbox.com slash keto diet to check out the deal plus get your $20 off your very first order. Again, that's butcherbox.com slash keto diet to check out the deal plus get $20 off your first order. If you're unsure of the link, simply check out today's show notes for all the details. Number four is offering them a carb of their choice until they make a decision to switch. So what does this mean? This means that you make your fundamental keto meal, which is usually with keto, it's a fat, a protein, and a vegetable. Okay. Then you would add on a carb that they like for 
you know, as long as it takes until they're like, hey, you know, maybe I could live without this carbon. It might never happen. That's okay. But for example, if your family likes potatoes, then you would just make some potatoes to go along with that keto meal. So, you know, you would make whatever sheet pan meal and then maybe you would roast some potatoes on the side or maybe some brown rice or quinoa or anything else that they like that's a carb. So you would have that option for them. So they could still, you know, have their full regular meal, however they used to with, you know, the carb and the protein and the vegetable and their fats, they still have that option. So they're not feeling like restricted or that they have to follow this diet or they're forced into it. You're still offering them a carb But the point is to slowly kind of wean out of that by having them fill up more on the keto meal. So if that means, you know, maybe if you're plating the food, you plate more of the keto food and then you leave just a little small portion of the carb. And then you say like, okay, well, let's eat the meat and vegetables first and then let's eat, you know, the potatoes or the rice or whatever. So doing that, eventually what's going to happen is they're going to get full on the keto food that they're probably not going to finish the carb. And then as they get older and you can educate them on your views about carbohydrates and, and all of that stuff that they don't understand right now, you know, the insulin resistance and the blood sugars and all of that, which we know about, but talking to a kid, they're like, huh? Uh, I don't know, whatever. They don't care. So right now, it, you can't go all scientific on them because they don't know and they don't care. So this is where you just plant the seeds. And as they get older, you can talk to them more about the science behind it and the reasoning behind it. And then leave it up to them to make their decision. Again, you don't want to force anything. Number five is something that... um some of you might not like to hear, but take responsibility of the shopping cart. Yes, you. I'm talking to you and me. So it's, I can't help but laugh, which is not a good reaction, but maybe not the right word to say laugh or just sigh or whatever. When I hear a lot of the women in my groups and on my email, email me and talk about like, my struggle, I struggle with, I come home and I can't help but just going to the pantry and eating all the junk food and all the sugar and everything. I just, it's tempting me. It's calling my name and I just can't, I can't, I don't have enough. What is it? Willpower? Willpower. No. To resist it. And my question is, who buys that? Who brings that into the house? And most of the time it's me but my kids, my kids, my your kids. Okay. You are the parent, right? You have control over what goes in your shopping cart. And if you go to the store and you buy all that junk and bring it in your house, how do you, what do you think? It's just going to sit there for emergencies. I mean, it's going to be eaten. It's going to tempt you. It's there. My philosophy is out of sight, out of mind. Now, yes, you can reprogram your brain, change your habits to not even desiring those things. Yes, you can. There is a way to do that. However, that's, that's a process and that's hard work. And that is something that it's like, why tempt yourself even more? Like, 
I'd rather just not have it, period, because then I'm not tempted to eat it. So we have to really look at when we're at the store, what are we buying and really second guess the choices you're making as you're putting things in your shopping cart. Now, side note, now that um, my kids are a little older, as in, um, you know, old enough to, to see things at the grocery store and want to put it in the cart. I can see where the struggle lies because when they were like infants and toddlers, they didn't know any better. You know, they weren't grabbing things off the shelf. Now, when I take them to the grocery store, it is like I'm playing a game of like, <laughs> put that thing a hot potato in the cart, you know? She throws cereal in, I take it on the next lane. Then she throws a pack of cookies in and I'm taking it out on the next aisle. It's impossible to keep up with. And I've learned that I'm not going to get out of the grocery store with them without buying at least one thing that they want. So. I give them a choice. I say, what do you want more? Do you want the cereal or do you want this pack of cookies? And I always try to steer their decision more to the less, the one that has like the least amount of sugar, processed ingredients, all of that. But at the end of the day, I know that I cannot force anything again. It's, it's not about forcing. So I always let them just pick one thing, okay? But... Also, a little hack, I always make sure it's a thing that's not going to get me. Okay, so we all have trigger foods. You have to really sit down and what are your trigger foods? Think about what your trigger foods are. So for me, I don't care for cereal. I never really cared for cereal. Now, cookies on the other hand, watch out. Those cookies. Oh, cookies. So I would rather her get the cereal. And maybe this is selfish of me, but again, right? It's about building habits and making it easier on yourself. And then your kids, you're going to work on it. You work on the kids. You first got to work on yourself. So I would rather her pick the cereal because I know I'm not going to be tempted to eat it rather than the cookies. But another thing is now then I'm like, okay, so here's the problem. Um, I can't take them grocery shopping. I need to find a day or a time where I can go without them. And I know that sometimes it's really hard to do with your schedule, you, it just might be impossible for you have to take a kid or all your kids. So that is the approach I would do. Just like, okay, you're allowed one thing and I get to choose or, you know, make it a choice. that's not going to be as hard for you to resist, but don't let them just fill up your carts with junk, bring it in your house and then wonder why you want to eat it all the time. Cause I bet you, you want to eat it and you eat it more than they do. So again, take responsibility of the shopping cart, all right? There's no reason to be going into the aisles unless you need seasonings and spices or, you know, canned tomatoes or one of those ingredients. Besides that, you should be purchasing everything from the outer belt of the grocery store, okay? The produce section, the meat section, if you eat dairy, the dairy section, you should not be going in and out of the aisles anyway and tempting yourself and your kids to throw things in. Okay, that was a long one because I feel very passionate about that subject. I hope you're really enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. Snap a pic and tag me at Healthful Pursuit or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. Number six, 
this is more about like management stuff um, with eating keto with the family is it's okay to throw away your kids' leftovers, which I mean like non-keto leftovers, but even keto leftovers. I mean, you can't eat too much of a good thing. I struggled with this one for a long time. Um, I grew up with, uh, you know, we, you know, have money to waste. We can't throw away food. People are starving in Africa. You better eat everything that's on your plate or you can't leave. The dinner table mindset, that's how I was raised. So when I had kids and I was making them, you know, their non-keto food that they eat, like mac and cheese or whatnot, I had a hard time throwing away the leftovers for a while because I felt bad wasting food. I was like, oh, it's just like a few bites and oh, I just feel so bad, you know? And of course, like kids don't eat all their food and they never clear their plates, let's be real. But it took me a while to realize that, first of all, there's nothing I can do like as much as I want to help them and force them to eat everything. I can't. But what benefit is to me when I eat their leftovers every single time? Like, what am I then doing to myself and my own body? And it was more of a mindset shift, I realized, more than anything of just acknowledging that it's okay to throw away food. You know, I'm not making all of this food and then just taking it all and just throwing it all away. It's just leftovers. It's okay. If there's a little bit left, it's okay to throw it away. It's better than overeating. It's better than putting the stuff into my body that is not healing my body, that is not giving my body energy. It's not fueling and it's not nutritious. So that really took some time for me to adapt and adjust. But I know a lot of moms struggle with this because I get emails all the time, like my kids leftovers, I just like always end up eating them. And that is more of just a brain thing that you just have to reprogram and just realize that eating that is not benefiting you. And not only that, but you really think about what you're eating. I mean, really think about it, right? Your kids sat there and slobbered all over this food. They probably put it in their mouth, spit it out, had their grindly, grangly fingers all over it. Disgusting stickiness. Who knows where those fingers have been? And then they're done and you look at it and you're like, oh, there's leftovers. I should eat it. I don't want to waste food. Yuck. Next time, think about all those things I just said and see if you still want to eat it because you probably won't. <laughs> Whatever it takes, right? Throw away the leftovers. You don't need them. Also, if you're really struggling with your kids' leftovers, that means you're not eating enough yourself to get full, which means you might need to add more fat on your plate and more vegetables or drink enough water before you eat. Slow down, do the signals, slow down, chew your food slowly so your brain can catch up to your stomach. And then the last tip, number seven, which is probably the most important and just kind of the principle of all the things that I've talked about today is lead by example. This is the most powerful thing you can do as a parent on any topic, not just nutrition, but anything in life. Lead by example. You do the things that you want your kids to follow you and do too. Because you think about it, kids, they want to be just like us. 
They want to be like mom and dad. They want to do what mom and dad does. Sometimes you don't even have to say anything. You just have to do it and they will copy you. And I learned this a long time ago when I noticed my daughter would copy me when I went and worked out in our home gym. She started saying, mom, I want to work out. And she's four. She would literally at, at this day, like nowadays, if I'm at the gym, if I don't work out in the morning before they wake up and if I'm working out during the day and she sees me, she'll make me, not kidding, she'll make me turn on the treadmill and she'll want to work out. So I will go on there with her and she'll hold on to the railings and like I'll stand behind her to make sure she doesn't like flop and like become one of those memes on the internet. I mean, she's not like running. It's like super slow. It's like speed 0.5. But she'll walk for a few minutes. She's like, okay, I'm done working out. Now, I thought, where did she get this from? Like, was it those weird YouTube videos that she watches? No, she got it from watching me. She got it from watching me consistently going down there and doing the work. And now she knows, hey, that's something mom does. It's important to her. I want to do it too. And that's the same with dieting and your lifestyle and nutrition. If they see you eating healthy, if they see you going above and beyond, making nutritious meals, taking time to prep, making it a priority to have family dinner, making it a priority to fuel your body with things that are healing, they're going to want to do it too, just by watching you. So be that example, set that example. And this has to do beyond the kitchen. This is everything in life. And this is even when you're out and when you're thinking, oh, I'm hungry. Should we stop somewhere? Should we stop at a fast food place? Really think about what example am I showing my children here that we're just in a rush. We don't have time to like eat and make a nutritious meal. We don't have time to, to cook. Let's just stop by at a fast food place and just pick up some food and eat in the car. So then they associate with, okay, well, we're in a hurry and we don't have time. We just go and get fast food and then it's good. It's fine. But when we're at home, we really go above and beyond to cook and make healthy food. So now you're just confusing them and you're also leading them to think that when they're out, they should just eat fast food. They're at home, then they should eat, you know, the good food. It is just those little things that you're teaching them by exactly what you do. You got to always know your kids are always watching you. (laughs) They're always watching creepy or not. (laughs) They're always watching you. So make sure that what you do is something that you want them to do. Lead by example. All right. So let's recap here. How to eat keto with the family. Number one, offer everything, but don't force it. Number two, make keto substitutions of their favorite foods. Number three, make keto fun. Don't make it a burden. Don't make it feel restricted to them. Get them involved. Start Sunday family meal prep. Number four, offer a carb replacement of their choice until they make the decision to switch or that they no longer need it. Number five is take responsibility of the shopping cart. Yes, I'm talking to you. 
Number six, it's okay to throw away your kids' leftovers. And number seven is lead by example. All right. So if you have any other questions about how to eat keto with the family, if you want any other tips, please feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on my blog, Eat, Be Fit, Explore. Also, I'm going to give that resource to Leanne so she can add it in the show notes and you can get that free keto meal plan for busy moms of all those super yummy, super easy to make cheap pan recipes. I want to thank Leanne for this opportunity to be on here and to record this and to talk to you guys. And I hope you all have a great day. Bye. What a great episode, right? You can find Lysia at eatbefitexplore.com. Again, that's eatbefitexplore.com. And she has a couple of free keto meal plans. If you go to bsbtribe.com slash free meal plan, you can access her free keto meal plan for busy moms. Again, that's bsbtribe.com slash free meal plan. Okay, next up on the podcast, Sunday, March 22nd, we have episode 240. My really good friend, Jessica Dukes, who I have never met in person, but feel like I know so intensely, but listening to the podcast episode that she recorded was just like, whoa, I had no idea. She's coming on the show to talk about her struggles with keto, miscarriages, fertility, and becoming a mom. It's epic. It's you got to listen to it. Episode 240. That's next Sunday. And then the following Sunday, March 29th, we have episode 241, where I am chatting about how your metabolism works. We are going through a what's what of your metabolism, signs that you're eating too much, not enough. What's going on with your calories? If you have questions about all of this and frustration around why you're not losing weight, you're going to want to listen to that episode. So I will see you then and have a great week. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor should it be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.